0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by a very special guest, a man who I've known for a while but who never knew my name until we met for the first time face-to-face in Connecticut. He was the VIP mastermind after the Titans of Direct Response event, and the man I'm telling you about is none other than Robert Scrobb. He's the President of the Information Marketing Association, he's also the author of one of my personal favorite books, The Official Get Rich Guide to Information Marketing, Build a Million Dollar Business Within 12 Months, which he wrote with Dan Kennedy, as well as Start Your Own Information Marketing Business, Your Step-by-Step Guide to Success, which was published by Entrepreneur Press. Robert Scrobbs, CPA CAE, is recognized as one of the best member retention specialists in the world. His experience is unique in that it bridges the world of nonprofit associations as well as for-profit membership and subscription companies. For the first 10 years of his career, he consulted with more than 47 associations, creating marketing campaigns for memberships, conferences, sponsorships, and events for dozens of different industries. For the next 10 years, he worked with for-profit information marketers in hundreds of niches to sell home study courses, seminars, online training, e-books, coaching programs, you name it, he sold it. He's a proud marketer, copywriter, husband and dad. Robert and his wife, Corey, have two children. Their daughter, Samantha, attends Florida State University. And their son, Robert William, is a junior in high school. In his spare time, Robert runs and smokes Partagas, number 10 cigars, although rarely at the same time. (laughs) I've asked him to join us today so I can pick his brain with all of you listening in so we can share and learn from his wisdom and wealth of experience. Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fabulous. It's
1: an honor to be on your program, and uh, thank you very much for for inviting me. I I think we're going to have a blast.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we mentioned at the beginning of the call, even um, before we hit record, just talking about how your book, the one I mentioned, one of my favorites, the Get Rich Guide, it was was a really important book for me because it really helped pull, there's like two or three pivotal moments, at least in my education, I felt like I came across just a wealth of knowledge, and it helped me pull the strings together, and that book was really one of them. So um, it's just for me, it's kind of full circle to be here creating some content with you, which is just awesome. So now how did you get started, though? Where did you start off? You didn't start doing this. So how did you even get into the information marketing game?
1: Uh, you know I, I i got started in the association industry and be uh got a job working for a company that managed associations, so that's going to be even vaguer you know what an association <laughs> is or a company that might manage associations but what associations are just groups of people with a like interest they you know mm. they can be the the construction contractors association or The Medical Association, which is doctor you know, member doctors belong to that. That publishes JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association, and when they publish an article it's often on Today Show or Good Morning America. Mm, So it's mm, mm. these these industry leading organizations that have memberships, that have products, that have conferences, that that, that, that had all this stuff. And then I, I, I kind of came across Dan Kennedy in, uh, in, in 96 through 99, started becoming aware of him hmm. and figured out that there was these for-profit companies that have memberships and they have conferences, mm. and they have products and I'm going, you know I know all about creating all those things and so um, I started studying what these for profit companies did and applying that in my association work and found that it was a whole you know what what I all of a sudden it was kind of like adding fuel to the fire and um, it helped me help me grow astronomically faster and 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 in my marketing. Then um, I started working with uh, Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer, and uh, we created the Information Marketing Association. And kind of fast forward in 2009, um, I had, I'd been doing a number of jumpstart coaching calls every month. Uh, calls with members answering their questions helping them get started in the business and um, you know at that point probably I don't know four years five years and um, you know Dan had uh, on a panel it was Dan Kennedy Bill Glazer, and myself were up there answering questions and somebody asked you know, is there any way there, that you could put all this into a step-by-step Way to get started, and you know Dan gave an answer. You know it's really pretty complicated. We don't know where you start or where you are or what resources you have. So um, I thought, man, I you know going home after that, I just felt you know, man, I I felt like there there needed to be a better answer, Hmm. and. What I did is, I went back through the recordings of all those JumpStart coaching calls. It was, I think, something like 60 hours worth of audio, and I charted every question that was asked and every answer. Wow. And this is a little bit of a long-winded answer, but. No, no, it's uh, But uh, but, so I charted every question and every answer that I gave, categorized those, and that became the second edition of the official Get Rich Guide to Information Marketing. So even before there was any sort of um, any writing, I was researching, trying to figure out what are the top questions the in brand new information marketers ask, what are these answers? Now let me organize them into a meaningful um guide. And and, and as and as you know, you know, there isn't one step by step, but in that book we do produce we give you five depending on where you start and there's a little flow chart to follow. And uh, you know it kind of gives you the the five key ways folks get launched in this business and um uh, and helps folks get you know, started step by step. So you know, it was a uh it's it's been a fabulous journey and uh something that uh you know, that's a book that I still look at and, and and I'm really proud of. That second edition was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, it is. I've mine's marked up and noted all over and the the, the pages are dog eared and I've underlined <laughs> stuff and no, there's it's it's it really is. It's a great book. Um, it was just really helpful for a lot of people and especially the Ascension Ladder. That was really powerful for me. Um, mostly because it helped me understand the relationship building component of it, which I don't think a lot of people get. You know, a lot of people everybody knows that you need regulars in a business and everyone knows that you need, you know, almost members which is kind of cool why I like that you're so focused now on the memberships and that's how you're presenting yourself because really that's when marketing in a lot of ways you're almost it's what you're doing you're trying to create an an, an association and a membership you're trying to create an affinity because everyone knows most businesses need regulars to stay afloat and so how do you actively create regulars while you make them feel like part of the family right you create a family so I love that um, and just the 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 ascension path for that so that was just a really big uh, really big breakthrough for me. And like I said, in understanding the marketing process, just going from someone who just heard about you and they don't really know you all the way through. And now we do that a lot in our, in our marketing, like especially with all the automation tools that are available. A lot of the systems that I help set up with clients are almost like a choose your own adventure where either based on engagement or based on purchases, they get ascended and they get moved up where they get different types of messages and offers. So, um, Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. And you must have learned so much being able to sit beside and work beside, you know, Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer themselves, right, at the head of uh, (laughs) – it was a Glazer-Kennedy insider circle. So, um, yeah, so what are you focused on kind of now? Like you said, like you you wrote that book then. What happened after Mm -hmm. the book? You launched the book and then what? Yeah, we
1: published that book in in, uh, 2011. And uh, what I've done um, most recently is um, really – what i what i what i found is that folks really need a lot of help in the membership area that uh, a, a lot of you know a lot of times we create products we create programs and um we we i got a client of mine uh that he came and he's a fabulous guy and he, he decided that – you know like I think he, when he launched, he had five, five different ways somebody could grow their business. And he felt, mm-hmm. man, I'm going to really step it up, next, and I'm going to now give 10 ways. And then he wanted to step it up again, and so he created you know, 15. And, and by the time we met, there was like 30-some ways that a business owner could really grow their business. And what he had created was something that was confusing choosing was too much, it was really overwhelming. So when somebody came in and joined, they were just swamped. There was all this stuff that they, that they, you know, to choose from and that the, the customer was just kind of, you know, didn't know where to start and where to begin to, to, to create change for themselves. Right. So uh, what we did is I had him focus on his three most important things. Um, things? What are the three key things? What are the three best of all of these strategies? What are the things that can get somebody results within 30 days? And let's put those first. And so now when a new customer comes in, they, they, they get these very simple step-by-step processes of exactly how and where to begin. And it helps them get results quickly, get belief, Get a little money in their pocket, and um, and and not just believe in the, if the the marketer, but also believe in themselves. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a it's a tremendous benefit uh, to everybody involved, and uh, so those are the types of clients that I've been working with is helping folks who've got membership programs, um, design them in a way and deliver them that it's a lot easier to deliver, and you get a lot more implementation. Uh, on the part of the client, so on the which, client. A le- which leads to a, a long term relationship
0: yeah that 's awesome, yeah, I ran a martial arts school for a period of time. We used to call that proof of learning, and you 're so right it was uh, it was a big difference for me, at least with the retention when I realized that people need to see results right away, and it you know I, it, it can be a kiss too because sometimes I think the people who have the program and that you know like dan he was like oh well this is a big complicated thing and there's all this wealth of knowledge and that's true and for a lot of people you know to get the real results like the real sustainable you know like deep rooted results you it does take time and energy investment but people need to see some sort of progress right away right and so i think right. what you just said there is huge to have three key things three key results you can get your clients within the first 30 days right away that way they see results it's tangible and now they can move forward with that i think that's huge that quick first win like when you when it's kind of interesting to, when when you were in the martial arts business
1: you didn't you didn't deliver so the, the the first day a student walked in you didn't try to deliver every single sparring move every form mm. everything all at the same all right there in that day, you know, here is a box of DVDs with every single thing you need to learn in order to become an expert at martial arts. It would not have, it's like, if you think, oh, well, I want to be so giving, uh, I want to give them everything they need. Well, they don't need a big pile of stuff to go through. What they need is to understand where to start so that they can help believe in themselves as much as believe in you. And so kind of re-engineering that paradigm that more is not always more.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now, is there like any sort of rule of thumb? Because I know that hearing you say that, I know there's some people, and even I myself, I mean, because I, I've got member programs, you want to validate people's uh, investment in your program right away. Now, how do people, how do you handle that with a client? If they, they're like, all right, I get what you're saying, Rob, that we need to show them where they're getting started, but they've just paid me blank dollars. I need to make sure that they feel they've gotten blank in value right away. How do you do that without, right? Because that's, I think, also part of where the I want to give. I want to give them so much that they say uncle, right? Because they've mm-hmm. they've given me $2. I'm going to give them $1,000 worth of stuff. How How do you walk that line? Okay, so I'll tell us. Can I uh, do
1: it through a story? Of course, you can. I love stories. So, uh, imagine, imagine if you will. Uh, it's uh, three twenty-seven in the afternoon. You you haven't had you walk into a restaurant and you are starving hungry. You haven't eaten lunch and you, you kind of you, because you've been so busy so harried so much to do, and also you, you you had chosen to skip breakfast. So you're just so starving you can barely even see. You finally find a server who was, you know, busy with some table work, and um, now the server comes over, you know, gets you a menu, uh, you know, sits you down, and you're greeted immediately by your server. And the server says, Daryl, or <laughs> it probably doesn't know your name, but says, sir, um, I see that you're hungry, and uh, it looks like uh, you need, you're need your." We need to get you some food pretty quickly. These are the three things that come out of the kitchen the fastest. Number one, number two, number three. Would you like one of those to eat or would you prefer to take a look at the whole menu? Mm. How do you feel?
0: Right. Well, you feel well taken care of, definitely.
1: You feel like you can trust this person to actually deliver on satisfying that hunger. Mm. And so that's the same way you need to treat your new member. They're arriving. What is it that they are starving for? What is their problem that they're trying to get relief from? And as soon as they walk in the door, let's help them solve that problem and take some of the pressure off. I
0: love
1: that. You know, like like for instance, a lot of folks that when they sell – a lot of the membership program, uh, like the, the products I see – the you know the first you know, the, the the marketer will create as their first module. We need to help you create a USP. Right. Well, yes, a USP can be a transformative piece of the business, but that's not fast. Right. That's not going to satisfy their hunger, and they can be working on that for a long time before they see any real tangible results, right. probably so long that they'd be distracted by somebody else before they ever got it done right. and or bored. And that's why I, I hear so many times, oh, I've got this uh, webinar series, and I only got 50% of the people who came to Module 1 to come to Module 2. Well, uh-huh. what do you think that maybe means? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Maybe means they bought it and they weren't happy with it, and so they voted with their attention. Um, and maybe they didn't ask for refunds because they were wanted to be polite, or they liked you, or you know didn't want to hassle, or maybe they thought they'd come back. But the fact that you didn't, you know, if you know, if a if a show on television uh, the, the, they run a pilot and they lose half it if it loses half its audience between episode one and episode two they are gonna cancel that before episode three. Mm-hmm. Um shows need to build audience, uh not lose them. And mm-hmm. and we need to understand that if we see that kind of drop off, we're not delivering what they are what they are really looking for. And so Daryl, you gotta figure out what they really, really want. What is their pain, they the frustration, what can we what what can we help them with? And then as soon as they become your customer, you can show up in writing, show up in video, show up with you know as part of the welcome kit. Hey, we recognize that this is a challenge and an opportunity in your business. Do this, and you will solve this problem.
0: Mm, I love this. I would love. I love that. So now this is perfect because I remember your book. So that's a, a good way to find that out because people are like, great, but how do I know that? Um, I, I imagine you'd want to do a diagnostic survey. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I mean that is certainly a an important tool. Uh, anytime you can you have a group of people to survey is is very helpful. Um, me starting out, I didn't. I, I wasn't. You know that I didn't really have access to lists or groups of people to survey, mm-hmm. so I would go to the events and meetings. Mm-hmm. And um, so, if I was marketing to, you know, say movers and warehousemen, well, then I would go to the movers and warehousemen meeting and talk to them. Mm. There's. Pete, they're they're sitting there, and you know before a session they're just sitting around, and you can go in, you can sit down next to them and find out how you know. So how's it going? You know what are the, you know tell me what are the, you know big aggravations in your business right now? What are the things that just really irk you? And generally, you want to know what irks me. Well, what irks me is, you know, generally they've got something for you. <laughs> um, and, and <laughs> tell you me start, what you really you, think. <laughs> you, you start going around the room uh, you know, over the course of a day or so. You you hang out at the bar. You are hanging out in the halls, meeting people, and you and and, and all you're doing is you're asking them about themselves, mm-hmm. and say, you know, what is it that you know, what is it that's going on in your business? What is it that, you know... And they're, folks are generally not asking those sorts of questions. Most right. people are trying to talk over everyone else about what they do. Right. And if you are a person who's walking around asking, then you're going to be very popular yeah. and um, and well-received. So just by asking little little questions, uh, you start to hear the way they say things. You start to hear the, the way they think. And it gives you great insight into their concerns and frustrations so that when, you know when you create that product you can you can sell to that now the other way there quite honestly the the easy way is whatever you promised in your sales letter because you got them to buy right mm-hmm. so you had all these promises of what you would deliver um you know there was some sort of pain that they had that you were promising to solve mm-hmm. well, let's put your very best solution right up front mm-hmm. You know, how long would you want to go to the doctor if the doctor said, Yeah, um, I understand you're sick. Here are thirty one different medicines right. that you could take <laughs> in order to cure that. Yeah,
0: here are right, but which one should I take, Doc? Like which one would you take if you're me? Right, just give me what is it, Grace? Give me the baby. I don't want the labor pains. Just give me give me the baby. That's all I want. Um it, it, And
1: deliver that exactly. That's exactly what you want to deliver.
0: Yeah. No, I love it because I had that fear. I remember at a time where I had that fear, I was working, I had my mentor at the time and I forget what it was, but I remember I was like, but I don't want to give it away right away. And he was like, Daryl, when a band has the opportunity to put a song on the radio they don't take their second best song from the album and put it out on the radio, so that way everyone can discover their best song later on. He's like, they take their very best song, and that's what they play nationwide to get people interested in the rest of their content. So I love how you brought, you brought that up. Like, let's take the sales letter, take that, and let's just put your best foot forward. Because I think that's something that might f- be afraid of people. They'd be like, but what happens if I don't have anything else? What you know, or what happens if the rest isn't good enough? I know those are like real fears and self doubt that people. Have but I think really you you just need to prove people uh, on the validity of your system or whatever it is that you have to offer right. Um, there's there's so much that's out there
1: that's disappointing. So uh, if if you deliver if, if you make a promise that you're going to help solve a problem and you actually deliver something that actually delivers what you promised, you are now thrusting yourself into a whole different echelon of. Uh, uh, You know, in the way that those people, your customers perceive you. Right. And, you know, if you deliver, you know, like the doctor with 31 different things, prescriptions, and, you know, it's like, oh, man, this is just more confusion and overwhelm. Mm -hmm. You know, help me. You know, I I, I wanted, I reached out to you for a solution, not for 31 solutions.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And now you've got that overwhelm. And I think that even comes from, because this this is going again from when I had my martial arts school, but I learned a lot from that because in the beginning, I think it was about me worrying about what am I going to teach. But at the end of the day, I was like, no, 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 what are they going to learn? And it was more that. Mm -hmm. And it almost sounds like that. Like when you mentioned that, that's what I thought of. Like, yeah, it's not about the doctor showing off how smart he is and how he has 31 answers. He needs to help you with the one answer you need because you can really only, you know, implement one thing at a time. So... That's great
1: it is it is completely focused on the member experience uh, and, and and seeing your business through the eyes of the member to help them have a great experience and help them implement and help them solve their problem
0: right uh,
1: and 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 what does that do? But it helps build a relationship.
0: Right, 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 right. Helps build the relationship because I think a lot of people get caught up. And I I love this because you know, you're president of the Information Marketing Association, you were there with Dan and Bill, and I know that a big thing, at least in information marketing, it's often touted as like a lifestyle business, you know, that you can generate, you know, really good sums of money and have a very comfortable lifestyle. Um, But one thing I've noticed is that at least the people that are, that are, you know, doing really well, it's, they're not on a beach like that. I don't know if that even really exists. And, you know, and that's, that's the other part I wanted to, I wanted to dive into, because I think that, I think it's a disservice for some people. I mean, we all want the luxury, the dream, and the freedom, and the ability to take time off when we want. But I mean, I don't, I mean, even Dan Kennedy, I mean, he is a workaholic, you know? Mm. He's not taking any time off. He's not, you know what I mean? He's not kicking on the beach with his three bimbos. Like, that just doesn't happen. Well, maybe he does on the (laughs) figure. I don't know how he spends his money in private, um, but you know what I mean? But I just, I just want to address that part because. It just sounds like it's coming from a place of serving others. And I feel like we're in a society where, you know, you're dealing with automated phone messages or go to our website and fill that out. There's not like a lot of service anymore or personal touch or any of that part. And so, you just the membership part, the relationship part, I just think that's such an integral piece of this. Can you speak to that at all? Like the whole information marketing is a lifestyle business and, you know, and never work again and sit on the beach and drink <laughs> martini. Like, can you talk to that at all? Well, I think it's kind of interesting how
1: where we're, – uh, I was kind of curious there maybe where the uh, uh, hanging on the beach with the three bembos came from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah. So, um, what is what is a traditional business? So, if if a, if 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 you or I wanted to get into business, you know, in our local, you know, wanted to sell something. Traditionally, you know, even just a few years ago, we'd have to go rent a a retail store Uh uh, location, Uh and you would have to set up. You'd have to rent it and guarantee and put down a deposit, and then we'd have to buy shelves and buy inventory and stock those shelves and hire staff or and stand there all day and, and and be, you know, operate hours and maybe even work Saturdays and, you know, ha- have or have teenagers that are in charge of this thing that you've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to create uh-huh. uh, and so that you have a few minutes of spare time. So that is, that is the reality of how, you know, business Was Mm -hmm. and now the information marketing business allows you to work from where you want to, and it it gives you you know location freedom because Mm -hmm. just because you work in Iowa or at the beach or in Canada or San Diego. It doesn't matter about it doesn't hurt or help your business because your customers can be anywhere, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that's the real reality behind the hype. Is you know if you really figured out what it would normally take to be in business, this is a pretty darn good gig. Yeah, okay. and. <laughs> And into um, to compare, you know, it's like yeah, there's a lot of hype out there, and people take it way too far, and um, you know, disappointed and frustrated because I don't know that they need to. Um, mm-hmm. It really is pretty awesome when you just put it in ordinary context that, you know, really, you know, you can set up these websites or have people set them up. You can um, you know help people and be focused on generating good outcomes and have a business anywhere in the world that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that is pretty good. And it's a really scalable model, which is a, a, you know, when I, going back to the martial arts school, that was the biggest problem I had in that business was it wasn't very scalable because of the market I was in. You know, it was a local mm-hmm. market, small market. So that's, yeah, no, I like that. I mean, there's a location freedom, there can be time freedom um, and the scalability if you know how to do it right.
1: And And we also talk about, you know, limited contact with customers. And what I've all what I always thought about that, you know, some people take that as oh good, I don't have to worry about talking or interacting with customers and and like you said, you you're not going to substitute a online ticketing system for a you know for, for a real meaningful relationship. I mean, uh, Daryl, are, are you married? I don't know offhand. No, hands.
0: I was with a girl for six okay. years, but that's um, about as close <laughs> as I've been to marriage. So even when, when you were with her for six years, if you know if you if you had promised
1: to bring something and you didn't you didn't bring it with you, uh, would it have been acceptable to go oh yeah, if you've got any problems, you need to put in a ticket within my customer service system, and we will I, we will address that within 24 to 48 hours. Right. Um, that would not have been an acceptable way of handling that. And so when our customers call us and say, hey, I bought such and such, and I didn't get it, they're not looking for a ticket system. They're looking for a real solution. And if, and if you provide them with anything other than a real solution, you're not in a relationship right because uh, relationships require uh, this communication agreement and fulfillment um, mm. otherwise you know, you're you're it's a one-night stand
0: well can you can you say that what were those three things Relationships require agreement um uh, f- oh gosh I god this is recorded um <laughs> it
1: requires uh, commitment you got to make you got to make you got to make commitments. So it's a kind of agreement, uh, fulfillment. There was something else in there. We'll have to buzz back and remember. That was good, though. It was really good. I was
0: like, ooh, those are good. Those are three agreement fulfillment this
1: isn't this isn't a, i'm actually like thinking this up as
0: we go <laughs> along based on a, these are like insightful new questions we're we're just making this up as we go along that's right but i mean you're in a great position to do that because you've been in the game for so long and even having said like earlier that you were on the you know like dan Kennedy is an icon and the, he's the godfather mm-hmm. of information marketing as far as a lot of people are concerned um they There's don't know a- the history before him but he was definitely a huge Whale of a of an evangelist and promoter and trainer of it. So, <clears throat> having been you know involved so involved with that, you've seen so many people come and go in the industry. You've seen so many of the mistakes people have made. You've seen the successes. You saw the things that they had that made them successful. Um, so yeah, I mean, you say you're making this up as you go, but you're really drawing on such a wealth of knowledge mm-hmm. and, and experience. So, um, it's very, very valuable and that's why you get, you get those little gems like that, that come out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that, that, that works. It, and it's, uh, I, I
1: it, it's, it's kind of weird to hear you say that because, uh, for like my entire career, I was always the youngest one in the room. Mm. and uh and so it's kind of strange i mean i'm still uh, only 44 but uh it, you know there's still there's all of a sudden uh, there's all these younger people yep. and um and so it's it's kind of strange not being the youngest one in the room anymore but yeah i've been at this for a long time
0: and i feel i can feel you with that i'm 32 and i feel the same way and there's a lot of people coming into this and i've i'm pretty new i'm actually only like Five years deep into this game, I guess myself from mm-hmm. like first stumbling onto it. But I, you know, there's so many people that come and they don't know the history of anything. They don't understand the principles. A lot of them just copy the tool, like copy what other people are doing, right? So, um, mm-hmm. but one thing I before I go take us on a tangent, I did want to ask about that because having been in this and seeing people rise and fall, are there like major mistakes you see people making? Like are there just things that people are doing that just like in in, in any in any information business that you notice that they're just like like f- simple novice mistakes that people do or like one of the things that we just kind of we talked about too we talked about overwhelming people when they first come on board not having a like an onboarding process from the client's perspective the next thing that you mentioned which was a great analogy was um, you know having like just neglecting the relationship like someone has a real problem they feel violated because if you spend money and you know you get nothing in return you don't get what you expect you feel violated you feel mm-hmm. cheated and then you know and they're supposed to go submit to a ticketing system, that's a really frustrating experience. So you can definitely <laughs> improve relationships by having like even a call center. You know, even if they say, sorry, this is a call center, at least there's a human to hear that person, right? Mm-hmm. Are there any other big, big major mistakes you feel uh, you see people make or have seen people make?
1: You know, I, I think that um, it, it, it is critical to, uh, to get started where you are. Um I I had a client here and um just just uh last week and you know we started him with a he has a little bitty list and it's like you know, just let's he had, had kind of not done anything with it. It's like let's just send an email once a week. And then next month, we'll send an email twice a week, and then the next month, we'll send an email three times a week, and let's just begin. And every email, you could say, you know, if you like this and you think someone else will appreciate it, please forward this on. If uh, you would prefer to be off the list, then then, uh, click here, and you won't receive any more of these emails, so that um, he can start building an audience. So there's such a focus as as it should be on just on getting started. What happens though is folks get stuck in, in that kind of mindset of let me just get this out mm-hmm. that they don't go back and really continually improve. They kind of get to a point where things seem to be going okay and and then they and then they stop trying to get better. Mm-hmm. And what that does is there becomes these endemic little like pinpricks or holes in their business where money goes out and you know like like a pilot they've got to go through you know hundreds of hours of training and flight simulation and you know flight time and hours in the sky before they're ever a pilot the first time and then they got to go back and get continually recertified and and updating their training and there's there's this tremendous focus on improvement and being ready for that situation when it happens that they can make an instinctive uh response. And that is, uh, and the response is a hundred percent what it should be. Whereas in our industry, it's kind of like, oh, let's throw that up there. Let's throw that. And we never go back and become as, as good as we could be and continue that improvement transition and trend uh, so that we can go back and deliver better product. We can, do, we can help more people and kind of plug these holes in our bucket so that our businesses can grow a whole lot faster than they currently
0: are. Mm, well said. I, I agree. I agree that um, sometimes what is it? the good can be the enemy of the great, but paralysis by analysis in the beginning, you know, I, I, I say that sometimes to my clients, at least with some of the campaigns, I say, you know, nothing is going to suck as much as when you first get started. You know, so Mm -hmm. the good news is if we just get going, you don't, Gary Halbert, I got that from one of Gary Halbert's letters. You don't have to get it right. You just got to get it going. You know, I think, yeah, I think you're right. If anyone's listening to this and they're new and they're thinking about getting started, just do it. It's going to be a train wreck. So just get through it like like a band-aid. Just get through it already. Just get up and going. And it's a muscle that you need to develop. And it's, you know, your first day at the gym, it's, you know, you're going to sweat. You're going to feel good afterwards. You're going to struggle during, but it's just a muscle you need to flex and get, and just get really good at and just keep moving forward. Forward. But I really do appreciate the going back part because, at least for myself, I definitely see that there's the flashes in the pan, and then there's the people that are still here, you know, 10, 20, 30 years later. And, you know, they've actually built something for themselves. And even, you know, for some of us that are into the autoresponders and that, I mean, something that like for generations, I was joking with a buddy of mine, you know, he's like, if he died today, his family wouldn't know how to turn things off. Like his, his accounts are all pay, his websites are all paid for for the next five years. His autoresponders are paid in advance. So he's like, I could die and no one would know. Like his family wouldn't have a clue how to shut anything off. But money would keep showing up <laughs> in the bank account, right? So um, that's like that's that's awesome. That's huge, you know, to mm-hmm. build that sort of structure. So um, and, and and I think that it,
1: you know it, it is critical to get it out and and not allow. The, the great to the be the enemy of good, but at the same time, when we have the good implemented, then it is often there's a lot of inertia, inertia to go back and go, okay, yeah, we did that and it took a lot of work, but let's look at now that we've had it implemented for six months, a year or two years, and let's go back and see if it really is serving us. Um, as good as it could mm. and let's make sure that you know that the way we're welcoming our new customer our new member is really as good as it could be uh, now that we've heard from our customers their concerns you know questions you know, we used to go back all the time and based on you know if we got a we took responsibility if a if, a, if we kept getting the same question over and over again then we'd go into not just the Welcome kit, but also the sales letter, and make sure we explain that point up front so that they, when they came in, they they ha- they had an understanding and they weren't, you know, frustrated. Uh-huh. Um, if you're systematically ticking off your customers. Um, you know, even a percentage of them, then you're not serving your per- You're not serving them. You're not
0: serving yourself. Right. And it's yeah. And it's again, business is so Shakespearean because those small group of people may turn on you at some point, or just the trail mm. of bad reviews they leave. Even though they might be a small segment of your group, especially in today's day and age, right? It could just yeah. It could just be you could just be a thorn in your business's side and limit your growth potential. So that's awesome. So how about habits? Have you noticed that there's been discipline habits that people have had or for yourself that have helped lead you to be successful we talked about onboarding people properly we talked about building a long-term relationship we talked about fulfilling on the promises that we've made people we've talked about just getting going if you haven't started and if you are going to go back and really just try to you know go back and fix the things that you know you should and could do better, um, but what about habits as the business owner themselves? Is there something you see in clients that they've got certain characteristics or routines that you think serve them really well?
1: That's an interesting question. Um, it's uh, it, it's pretty diverse, uh, but I would have to think that overall, they're, they're pretty manic about making sales and <clears throat> making money, and that... that that is what they are really focused on uh, having a score board and and where they want to hit and pushing those numbers so that they can get there
0: Mm. I like the scoreboard part Having mm-hmm. a scoreboard, I know, and it's funny because when you mentioned that, I had like five clients pop in my head. I'm like, that is definitely them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, having some sort of you know, so you can call it a dashboard or, or what have you, but you know, some sort of number that you're looking to push, and that 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 is a competitive drive to go. Yeah, I want I want to make that happen. Hmm. Let's, let's let's jump on that.
0: Got it. Yeah, that's a really good that's a really good one. So who was your role model, I guess, when you first got started? You said Dan Kennedy. Was he your big role model in your entire career? Um, certainly. I
1: discovered him at first in 96. So at that point, I was 25 years old um, and you know, started reading his books and buying products. And I actually, in 99, or maybe it was 2000, maybe 2000, 2001, something like that, I got a, a $7,500 commission from a client uh, because I had – uh, I sold uh, some memberships and you know, earned a bonus, and I invested that bonus into what at the time Dan Kennedy called the mother load, which was a copy of each one of all of his products. And, uh, and then that's really uh, what set fire uh, to that, uh, mm. you know, to my interest. And uh, 2004, I joined his coaching program. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, maybe it was about three or four, something like that, and um, and then we and kind of went from there. I had the opportunity to meet Bill Glazer, and uh, Bill is um, you know as much as I like Dan, I've I've, I've really always thought uh, very highly of of Bill Glazer and what he brings and how um, he, you know his insight. He's made me uh, more money than anybody else. And, um, and his approach to to business. Um, so, and then also, I pay attention. I like Seth Godin. I like um, you know. I, I pay. I I I I study a lot of radio show entertainers. A, a lot of um, you know personalities. People are building followings of all types. Uh, study a lot of churches. I like Rick Warren's mm. work. I think uh, anybody in membership. Um,
0: could really benefit from studying what churches do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, um, definitely, because they're such, they're so. They're, I mean, well, they have talk about evangelists. <laughs> yeah, no question.
1: So I like Vern Harnish. Uh, um, you know, if, if, uh, you know, that book. His new book is Scaling Up. Um, very, very simple, practical things that um, that you can learn about how to systemize your business and uh, work with a team. Um, all right there it's a uh, excellent primer it's it's pretty uh, deep to dig through because it's dense because there's so much really so many really great strategies uh, but uh you know picking out something that's going to work for you and implementing it uh, the scaling up book is is uh, invaluable
0: good good now i had a question you mentioned you said you learned so much from bill glazer he's definitely influenced me um what was some of the best advice he ever gave you I think it was really him that
1: I I, I really understood that he's you know so you know, some people they they create a transaction to make a sale, and other people have a transaction that sets up multiple sales at one time mm. and create and make that transaction create a stream of sales. Mm-hmm. And and it was really sitting in that room, listening to that, that I that I really really kind of figured out. And, 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 I mean, I'd been doing membership even at that point for probably fifteen years, um, but to to really, it's where I really started understanding the power of of what I was dealing with, and you know how even though I was in a you know a, 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 a nonprofit world. You know, the, the, language of not, the language of membership the language of uh of forming this you know relationship and group and helping folks feel like they're part of something bigger um and how how valuable that was and uh, really leaning into that but um that was one thing and, and bill was just so very practical and specific about the advice that he gave um that that I I, I thought it was I just thought it was very bright, and also, of course, he's he's no slouch in the membership department. I mean, <laughs> no. who would have a, who would have thought of who would have thought that it was possible to create a membership for a menswear store right. where people have to be members in order to come in and shop for clothes in an environment with all kinds of competition with these big uh, box retail stores um, right down the corner selling seventeen suits for the price of one or whatever the deal is this week, and uh, you know here is yeah you know, bill saying that oh no, we're members only here
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I never really realized that, but I guess you're right. Bill really is a membership. I mean, like you, he's very much the membership guy. I don't. I knew about his clothing store, and I knew that he had loyalty programs and that. But you're right, bringing that out because Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, the store. That's all very membership based, and I I fully agree with you. That's one thing that I think really empowered me with my marketing is is realizing the lifetime customer value and what you know what you can actually afford to get a customer. And then you know being able to spend that because oftentimes your competitors will be terrified to spend any money to get a customer, so if you have any kind of confidence in that and you've got a stream of sales every time you make one sale, um, that can be really empowering for you know helping you fight off competitors or or changes in your industry. So um, no question. Yeah, yeah. Rob, you've dropped so many good gems on us. This is good. This is a great call. <laughs> yeah, no, I've really loved this. This has been this has been awesome. Do you ever have you did you ever feel anything was ever holding you back in your career? Was there any time that you felt in your own development and progress you had the tools, you had the knowledge, but something was holding you back that you figured out and overcame? Is that something? I think the I think one of the key one of the downsides of selling membership, especially on continuity,
1: is that you've got to finance it. And you know, especially if you're doing a free trial offer, um, you know, you you might maybe it costs you hundred and fifty dollars of advertising and marketing in order to get a new customer and then um you know, and then you're given you're selling a free trial, which now you have fulfillment cost for for the months that they're a member, and they don't pay until sixty days later. It can take, you know, four or five months to get your hundred hundred fifty dollars back that you mm-hmm. invested on getting from that member. Mm-hmm. And and so I I when I when I when I flipped to monthly continuity uh because that was what was selling it became the, the reality you – know, there, there's this hidden reality of, of that, that you've got to really come up with some cash in order to finance the growth. And what I have since done instead is I'll – especially for new information marketers or other new programs, I'll almost always sell a product on the front end that can finance the marketing costs. That even though you're going to get a, a, a fewer new customers because there's this front end purchase versus having a free trial, hmm. generally the customers are better. Um, you got a higher retention. And most importantly, um, they, the, your customers help fund your marketing. And right. I think that was uh, the kind
0: of the big lever. So do you mean by having a product that comes with a 30-day, like, you know, I sell this program and it comes with a free 30-day trial to my membership? Is that what you mean? Like attaching it to, if you've got a continuity program, attaching it to a product sale? Yes. Having uh, some sort of front-end product and
1: then having the, the 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 membership as a bonus that they can opt
0: into. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. But before we go, can you talk about kind of, like, how do people get in touch with you? Um, What's the best way to get on your list or to contact you? If people are like, Rob, this is great content. You obviously know your stuff. If Daryl trusted in you and you were, you know, a critical piece in his career, you know, maybe you can help me too.
1: The best way is
0: at uh, I've got a great report that outlines how to create a membership
1: program from scratch at memberretentionreport.com. M E M B E R R E T E N T I O N R E P O R T dot com.
0: Perfect. membership membership retention, member retention report member, dot com. Member retention report. Member Retention Report dot com. And if they want to reach out to you personally, is there any good email address or find you on social um, media or anything or Probably. The best is if you go to the member retention
1: and you can reply to an email from Got there. It would be easy enough. It'll come to
0: me. Perfect. 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 All right. So we'll be sure to include a link in the notes. Uh, was there anything I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? That's it. It's time to I, I get <laughs> next call is
1: coming in, so I need to get going.
0: Okay. Well, Rob, thank you so much for your time today. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, You've reached the end of our interview. or give them to just do it for you. Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better.